All right, what's going on? Welcome into the Broadlines Sports Betting Podcast. I am Kyle Scott of CrossingBroad.com, joined, as always, by Jason Zernicki. What's going on? Of multiple web URL domains. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. PA Sportsbooks for this one, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we, it's been a few weeks since we did one of these. I think we'll probably get into a regimented schedule once football season starts. But a lot of updates for PA online betting. So uh, probably worth us diving into both the launch of Sugar House, Rivers, Parks, and then uh, what players can expect, what will actually be live by the, the all-important start of football season, and then uh, maybe some, some thoughts on where the New Jersey market is going and kind of its second go-around now of uh, the online betting calendar. All right, Jason, so you, we're in PA, so we actually get to take part in this. Have you, have you legally uh, bet yet in the great Keystone State? I have legally bet Sugar House. Uh... So I first uh, placed my first legal wager here in Pennsylvania. And then obviously we saw the rollout from Sugar House have some bumps. Uh, you know, we were all introduced to the new iOS regulations from Apple. And uh, you know, thus the legal sports betting online uh, rollout, I think, was a little slower than we thought as uh, Sugar House came out followed by Parks and Bed Rivers. But with that being said, when the... Uh, May sports betting revenue report came out from uh, the Game and Control Board. Those three to four days that Sugar House was live in May, we saw an astronomical handle. $573,000 worth of bets came in during a three to four, four day testing period for Sugar House. Okay? So, <laughs> how does that compare to like a month in New Jersey? For a book, I know you. Yeah. Well, obviously, it, it varies uh, in New Jersey, but I mean to see that come in over a three to four day period here in PA in May, at the end of May. In May, yeah. nothing going on really outside of the NBA Finals, which did not include any kind of local team, and then obviously baseball. Uh, no iOS, tons of confusion. Uh, you know, you can't play on an iPad, obviously. So your only options were Android, and then a, you know an online platform. Uh, on your laptop, you know, via browser, uh, that was an astronomical number. I think it has people very excited to see what the June numbers end up being when we get that report here very soon. And then obviously, you know, FanDuel coming down the line, July could be a, a big month as well. So, so let, let's talk about the, the total handle, because to me, that speaks to the potential of Pennsylvania. I mean, right. obviously the population's bigger. It's something like, I have the number somewhere, it's something like 40% bigger. Um, had it gone live a little earlier, pretty much like instantly double the size of the legal online betting market as it's effectively New Jersey plus Nevada, I believe, Pennsylvania, somewhere around there. You also have two, unlike New Jersey, which has an established, uh, you know, kind of gambling culture as a state, you know, both uh, above ground and underground, I'd say. And you have, you know, New Jersey isn't really a state that has sports fan bases fully contained within its state. 
you know, yes, you have football being played and hockey being played in northern New Jersey, but they are quote-unquote New York teams. Obviously, South Jersey is spillover from Philly, and it makes up a good size of the Philly market, to be sure. But Pennsylvania is in a, an entirely different beast. As you have, you know, Pittsburgh fan base is effectively, you know, the local fan base is effectively entirely contained in the state with some little bit of spillover in the West Virginia where there's just, frankly, not that many people. Uh, you have a, a huge college football base located smack dab in the middle of the state, and then obviously Philadelphia, which is, is the biggest market by a magnitude of two to one, with 60, 65 percent of that fan base located, uh, you know, on in the Pennsylvania side of the state. So I think the potential for Pennsylvania is being understated everywhere. I think a lot of the kind of quote-unquote gambling press or people who cover the industry, you know, look at the problems and the fact that the gaming control board maybe isn't as, you know, doesn't have the processes in place that New Jersey does, you know, from years of casinos and gambling and now online gambling, and the rollout has been slower and the tax rates are higher, and that has kept some operators, you know, they've been a little lukewarm, and obviously there's some stumbling blocks with the Apple issue, which we'll talk about in a minute here. But I think a lot of that press has sort of tried to tamp down the potential for Pennsylvania because of that. To me, the end of May is like, wow, you know, you've taken that number of bets with an operator that is, is let's be honest, not one of the bigger brand names. Uh, you know, when, when you think of a FanDuel or maybe even a Parks is, is a bigger brand name in the area, I'd say. And the fact that you couldn't be betting on iOS, like physically could not place a bet. That, to me, speaks to the potential of the market um, compared to Pennsylvania is not sexy, you know what I mean? It's not New York. It's not Chicago. You know, everybody th thinks of the, the these larger Illinois, New York-based markets and, uh, you know, the, the, where we have to be to get legalization there to really, you know, say we're, we're progressing nationwide with legalized sports betting. With that being said, I think we talked about it before. I mean, Pennsylvania stands to probably be, you know, a few years from now, number six in terms of potential revenue and handle here in the United States for uh, for legal sports betting activity. So I think people need to wake up to the fact that the way things are set up here is obviously much different than New Jersey in terms of locale. You know, you're like you mentioned, you're around Pittsburgh, you're around Philadelphia. Uh, a lot of the activity in New Jersey, you have to drive to. It's a, it's a nice drive, and obviously that's why we've seen 82% of the sports betting and ha handle in New Jersey come in via mobile. And Pennsylvania's numbers of, say, roughly 35 uh, million to you know 44 million in betting handle for retail sports books is essentially already almost on par with what we've seen for the retail sports books. Um, in New Jersey. So as the, as the online handle comes in, that's where we're going to see the absolute huge growth here in PA, and that's what everybody's waiting on. And I think you know, now probably be a good time to go into some iOS conversation because that the only way it's going to happen is if the new books that are launching, you know, anticipated next up is FanDuel, is on iOS. Yeah, and uh, you know, effectively, depending on which you know, numbers you read, pretty much half of all mobile users are on iOS. Uh, you probably you get a little bit of a tablet bump in addition to that with iPad though. You know, just speaking anecdotally about my traffic, it's typically no more than seven percent of traffic is tablet or iPad. But you're talking about half of the mobile market, and obviously the growth potential for online betting is, I don't want to say exclusively mobile, but it is 
certainly the majority mobile. And when you talk about the fact that right now, at least in New Jersey, 40 plus percent of the bets, according to DraftKings, are live in-game bets. In Europe, that number is upwards of 70%. That number will grow very rapidly here in the US. So you're gonna be talking probably in a 12 to 18 month time frame where over half of the bets being, legal sports bets being placed online in the United States will be live during games. That is not a situation where people are using their computer uh, you know, or their laptop. You're sitting on your phone. The iOS issue, obviously, it has to get ironed out. Um, for those who are kind of unfamiliar, the gist is that Apple updated their App Store policies recently and demanded that legal gambling or you know, gambling apps in the App Store are coded natively for iOS. I think the reasoning here is security, privacy, you're putting in financial information, uh, a lot of cases identifying information, driver's license numbers, uh, last four year social. Uh, Apple's you know, privacy conscious and I think wants control of that, uh, understandably. However, most online casinos, they take the HTML version of the casino games and the sports books, they wrap it up, submit it to uh, turn them into apps. On Android, that's not a problem. Google Play Store doesn't actually allow gambling apps, but you can direct download anything on Android. That's not the case with iOS. So this has left a lot of, pretty much all of the online casino-based operators having to go back to the drawing board. Now this will affect, as we know, casino games more because they are, uh, they're more interactive, they're more varied, they're almost all web-based. Uh, sportsbooks are a little easier because it's, at the end of the day, just a list of numbers. Uh, the DraftKings, FanDuel's, and points bets of the world, which are pure play sports books with little to no interest in casino games, even though DraftKings kind of has it as an add-on, um, they are much better positioned here because they have the technical resources to do any recoding they have to, um, and I also think they have a lot more native elements already. The Sugar House, the Parks of the world, uh, they're gonna have a lot of work to do and um, I know Sugar House says they'll have a workaround by football season. I'm wondering if that workaround's gonna wind up being the ability to bet through mobile web, um, because I, I think there's gonna be a lot of development work. Three months is not enough time to completely recode an app as complex as a, certainly a gambling app and, and all, the, all that goes into it. Yeah, I mean, so now's probably a good time to get into what is coming up. Um, you know, we, we casually mentioned FanDuel, uh, anticipated to be launched by the end of this month, July 2019, heavy rumors around the fact that they will have iOS ready to go. More pressing is that Monday, July 15th, we're hearing, and it seems to have been confirmed, that you're going to have four online casinos live in Pennsylvania. Now, most likely not on iOS, although, you know, we have been surprised before in some other aspects of uh, what can happen here in PA, but I, I would probably lean towards no iOS. So we're talking about uh, Parks, Sugar House, Bet Rivers, and Hollywood Casino having their online casinos launch here on the 15th. So it is an exciting time here in PA. There's going to be a ton of action. Obviously, if it's not on iOS, you're going to continue to have some confusion and frustration. Um, Continuing along, I think, for future aspects of where we are going here, heading towards football season, we still have the, you know, I guess what is now the elephant in the room that is Foxbet, that's just kind of, you know, quietly sitting off to the side. Obviously, Foxbet owned by the Stars Group. Stars Group did a big deal with Fox. So uh, Bet Stars will become Foxbet. 
and that's going to launch here, obviously, in Pennsylvania uh, before uh, football season. Um, and then we also have Unibet that we anticipate being live at some time uh, in August. And then we have Bet America. Um, and I feel, I feel like you sort of have the clash between, um, you know, two classes of brands here in PA. You know, there's, there's a lot of casinos in New Jersey, and none of them really have uh, an allegiance to a sports market. You know, they're, they're in Atlantic City, right? Yeah. You have the Meadowlands, you know, up north, racetrack, whatever. But none of them really have an allegiance. Whereas in Philly, you have Parks and Sugar House, which are in the city. Um, they do a lot of, they've done over the years, a lot of sports tie-ins. So they are very well-known, established brands with sports fans, you know, sports shows, radio shows, you know, I mean, they've advertised heavily on sports media properties. And I would imagine, though we're not in Pittsburgh, I imagine that's pretty much the case for Rivers and some of the Pittsburgh's teams, you know, particularly the Steelers. So you have these kind of entrenched brands that are, that are live now, Sugar House Parks, uh, soon to be Rivers across the board in the case of Sugar House and Rivers. Now you have the FanDuel, you know, certainly FanDuel's well-known name, but you have Unibet, you have BetStarts, FoxBet. There are these outside brand names that have the potential to, you know, kind of dominate the market. FanDuel is, is in a league of its own along with DraftKings at the moment, but you take a European betting company brand like Unibet, take a brand like BetStars, and then you add the Fox branding to it. And I think people, and we talked about this in the last podcast, are really underestimating the first time 20 minutes before kickoff, Terry Bradshaw drops a drop for Fox Bet on the Fox pregame show. That gives them an advantage that no other sportsbook has, or if they do, like a DraftKings or FanDuel, they have to pay handsomely for it in time, in, you know, as a commercial. So I think it'll be interesting to see if Parks and Sugarhouse slash Rivers, uh, which will go through a rebrand here in Philly, will be able to compete on their local brand strength alone. Or if you're just going to have someone like a FanDuel or a Foxback come in and just get up all the young audience. Because I know from, you know, the customer bases that Parks and Sugarhouse currently have are older. You know, they are, it's a casino slot-based audience when yeah. they send out their email list. FanDuel can come in and has a healthy list of daily fantasy players to activate on day one. And that is the younger, you know, predominantly male audience who's going to be betting on sports. Yeah, you know, I, we, we talked about this before. I've since some of my conversation um, with the Post-Gazette Q&A about PA sports betting a couple weeks ago. Maybe I'm naive to this. I don't, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's just, you know, I'm just not one of these people who are um, prone to um, be uh, loyal to a brand. But I just, I do not see it. Uh, I do not see people in the Pittsburgh and Philadelphia area, you know, one being local to, one being a loyal to Rivers and one being more loyal to Parks or Sugar House. Um, I think the FanDuel brand will come in with a heavy, heavy commercial uh, program here before football. You're going to get hit with ads like crazy. Um, and you're going to see the sports bettors try out probably three or four different sports books. And I think in that sense, they're looking for a couple of things. You know, where can I get my best bonus? Where is it the easiest for me to deposit? I mean, you and I both know it's some certain books. You go in, and you're going to see, hey, I can use PayPal. Man, that's easy. Hey, I can do the e-check. Man, that's easy. And you're going to go through somebody else and go, wow, well, why did I get? Why did this get, deposit get shot down? Oh, there is no PayPal here. 
So there is that process of kind of knocking on the door and seeing uh, which book you are most comfortable with, and I think that's where people will settle down. Um, I, I understand, you know, Parks has been, you know, I guess the cream of the crop here, you know, the top facility, you know, the top revenue-gaining ca uh, uh, casino in Pennsylvania over the years. That means squat now that we're going to mobile. It, it honestly means nothing at this point, other than to your point, hey, they might have a list to reach out to to at least get started quickly. If they do not get aggressive, um, they're going to have their lunch eaten by, to your point, an absolute beast in FanDuel or Foxbet. And, and let's not forget the news that came a couple weeks ago that DraftKings is now trying to get into the Pennsylvania sports betting landscape. And DK is extremely aggressive. FanDuel knows that better than anybody. So if anything, the big winner here, and I know I've said this before, is the Pennsylvania sports better. You're going to have numerous options that most people thought were not going to be the case when the legislation passed with the ridiculous taxes here in PA for sports betting. But you're going to have them. It's going to be here. You're going to have mobile. And it should be a really fun, easy fo football season to bet here in PA. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. And I think the, you know, we saw this in New Jersey with the local casino brands. And again, maybe it is different here because you know, they do have a little bit more of an entrenched tie-in. But Again, that audience skews older. In fact, I'd argue um, we have intern Joe here who's like 21, and I'd argue that if you said to him, Parks or you know Sugar House or a casino brand, it would almost be off-putting compared to a, to a Fanduel or whatever, because you know you kind of get this vibe of you know a different um, you know age group and demographic and and habit routine of going out to the casino, playing slots. You know, it, it's. It's foreign to, I think, a number of people who are the target demo for online sports betting. And I think in Jersey we've seen this. The technology is not as good. And to your point, the marketing. You know, Sugar House, Parks, and they spend tons on traditional marketing. Right. I, I, you know, I think they can spend one and one A with FanDuel on TV and radio, local radio. I think that we've kind of seen that anecdotally to be the case here. But it really comes down to the ability to market online. I'm not just talking about paid marketing or affiliate marketing. I'm talking about the ability to speak to fans and engage with them. You know, PointsBet is doing this really well in New Jersey in that they essentially maintain a conversation with their audience by allowing them to suggest bets through Twitter, through social media, through YouTube. They're very good about getting promotions. You know, that is just not in the DNA of the way casinos operate. I, it, it's just not. And some of them I know have hired, you know, much younger people, you know, people in their late 20s and early 30s to, um, you know, near executive level roles to kind of oversee this, who understand the market, some in, in cases away from the daily fantasy companies. Yep. But it's still a mindset and organizational philosophy that you have to reach a young audience differently. And in particular, if you're a casino brand, you know, I think that like, you know, you talk about Joe over here, the mindset is probably, hey, is this casino really gonna build a good app? You know, you have to, you have to fight that tide. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's a, a tough haul. That said, I mean, we talked about Sugar House. The app isn't the prettiest, um, but it, it actually, I actually like it, you know, in terms of it's easy to deposit, it updates quickly, it is super stable from my experience, certainly, um, you know, much better than when it launched last year in New Jersey. I bet, you know, exclusively, you know, the NBA Finals through Sugar House and had really no issue other than, yeah, it could have looked a little prettier. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but again, you're still fighting, I think, a stigma to a lot of your potential audience. Right. And long term, you know, as we know, Sugar House will become uh, Bet Rivers or Rivers Casino. We're all kind of waiting to hear the details of that. But I just, I just want to feed your point a little bit more that you made, that you made a couple of minutes ago. You know, this is the beginning. Whoever is available and launching is going to see some, uh, some decent handle here early on. But long term, to your point, the parks of the world, the sugar houses of the world, they do not have a presence uh, in terms of, say, um, uh, having a spokesperson that people are aware of, having a digital uh, presence on social media. Yeah, you can tweet all you want, that's fine. You can do some pictures on Instagram all you want, that's fine. But let me tell you something, when Carissa Thompson comes up on Sunday and gives a promo code for FoxBet, you're gonna get an astronomical amount of people betting at FoxBet in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. There's just no way around it. And how is Parks and Sugar House gonna compete with that? You know, when FanDuel has an ad barrage here in PA, when FanDuel has Lisa Kearney, uh, you know, another extremely uh, attractive sports anchor on their show, I mean, th these are the things that are a difference maker for young brands and young sports books. And I think that is where the Parks of the World I think are completely missing the boat. I think it's just, there's an assumption that they're gonna be able to turn their retail gambler into a mobile better. And I, that is quite an assumption to make in this current market. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I, I, th I think the answer is probably, you know, it, it's entrenching yourself with the sports brands. You know, you're gonna have the Philly Live Casino here uh, right outside the ballparks, and that you know will create different opportunities. But Parks and Sugar House have some built-in advantage is in that they're live, local, and on the ground, and do have relationships and have held events with players and coaches and local sports media. And I think tying that in, you know, doubling down on your boots on the ground advantage, which is something we're doing is, is trying to establish ourselves as a betting brand. The fact that we're here in Philly, unlike, you know, a lot of other companies that work in the space, we have the ability to do events and stuff like that. And when you have the physical locations, you can bring people out when, I know, perhaps speaking from experience here, Allen Iverson is playing blackjack at your casino. That is an advantage to people if you have that sort of, um, you know, just physical location to be able to hold events and promote yourself that way because it's going to be tough to compete digital but, market. But, but it's not going to matter. It's experiential. Kyle, it's not going to matter. It's I, not going to matter when you have a massive handle coming in via mobile. No one cares if Allen Iverson's playing blackjack at Sugar House. No one cares. No one cares anymore. They really don't. I shouldn't say that nobody cares. The better who needs to get his action down on the mobile phone yeah, maybe through I, you know, the Rush Awards program or something like that through Sugar and Bet Rivers. Yeah, maybe it's good. But as we've seen, 82% of the handle for sports betting in New Jersey from mobile. 82%. I just can't see right now how much of an impact, you know, on on the ground types of promotions are going to are going to have an impact to hit the revenue numbers. You know what I mean? To me, that's what these guys care about, and that's going to have to be mobile. No, look, I agree with you. I'm trying to give, you know, some sort of a path that, you know, they can pursue, you know, in addition to right. just kind of compete on the same grounds, you know, and right. you have this early mover advantage in terms of Sugar House Parks and Rivers 
if I'm them right now, and they are to an extent, to varying degrees, I guess, trying to collect as many customers as possible. Once you get people in, you get them signed up, you get a deposit, you have their credit card information, people are wary about giving out social to most, multiple places, having their credit card bank account tied to multiple books. You can get people in now, then you have a, a first mover advantage in that those people are in your database going forward. Not only in your database, they're playing your app. I, you know, you gotta maximize now before some of the big guys come in. And yeah. I think we've seen that to varying degrees. And to the point about events, you know, you have an event where you get people in your physical space and you get them to download the app and get involved and start playing. Now it's a little bit easier to convert those people if you give them compelling action and a, and a good clean interface and a good experience going forward. Well, I, th I think it speaks to as well is that, hey, if we can get people on our mobile product, it's gonna allow, I'm, I'm speaking obviously for the casinos, but we now can go after all of these folks to try and get them into the retail space hotels, coming onto the properties, you know, it's that much easier to reach those customers. You know, that, that's been one of the biggest pros of legalization of sports betting is for these casinos has been, hey, think of the reach you're gonna get in order to then bring them onto the property eventually as well and garner extra revenue that way. And, and, and to their credit, I mean, I, I didn't know much prior to last year, uh, and we are an affiliate of theirs, but I didn't know much about Rush Street and, and Sugar House. I was surprised that there was a Sugar House app in New Jersey because there's not a casino and they, they part, use the brand to partner with the, the Golden Nugget there. Uh, now I believe it's Monmouth Park. Mm -hmm. They've been shockingly aggressive with online. I mean, they were second in New Jersey kind of out of nowhere last year behind DraftKings uh, and actually had a pretty good handle those first few months. And obviously the, them and Rivers are, are one and two out of the gate here in PA, and looks like they're gonna be one and two out of the gate for online casino. So to their credit, they have an established quality app that has existed, and they've been eager to be first out of the gate, and they offer, they, they work with affiliates, they spend on marketing, you hear them all over radio and TV, they have decent promotions and bonuses, uh, and they work with the industry leader and can be in terms of the sports book. So, you know, to their credit, they're doing probably as much as they can as a local casino brand um, to, to kind of maximize the opportunity online. Um, and I think, you know, the rebranding is Rivers. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing in Philly because everyone knows Sugar House. I, ultimately, I think it's a better brand name, so it probably does make sense. But they will have to, I'm sure there will be a significant ad spend to <laughs> rebrand themselves as Rivers. And, and maybe that helps the online property because you're going to be spending, seeing a lot of TV commercials about the new quote-unquote Rivers Philadelphia Casino. So what do you think about year two? This is year two, football season two for New Jersey. Obviously a big activation period, a big build-up last year because they were the the, you know, the leading edge of this in the U.S. Do you think we've seen a plateau there, or do you think we see uh, another hockey stick-style growth curve? No, no hockey stick. Second? No hockey stick. I mean, I'll even make a, uh, I don't know, somewhat of a bold prediction, I guess. I think before the end of this year, you're going to hear of sports books leaving New Jersey. I think you're going to hear probably one, of one to maybe three brands who have said, hey, you know, we, uh, we're not competing. Uh, our product is... Uh, uh, nowhere near what it needs to be, and it would not surprise me to see a couple brands leave the New Jersey market before the end of the year. Um, uh, to, now, to, let me not make this gloom and doom. I think you're going to see a lot of activations. But I, don't, I don't see a hockey stick type of graph in terms of new players. I think it'll do well. Uh, there's a, you know, 
a lot of folks, I think, that maybe were so I get maybe somewhat apprehensive with the new market last year. Uh, but I think Jersey comes out uh, strong for football and um, uh, confident, and people feeling like it's a, now a trustworthy product. Uh, you have more casinos now opening, more sports books, should say, uh, in the casinos in New Jersey. Uh, so it's, the, the product is going to be better than ever. Uh, you have more choices than ever, but I also feel as if uh, you're, you're going to start to weed this out a little bit, I think, in New Jersey over the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I agree with you on this, the latter point and disagree on the, your, your former point. So with the latter, in terms of sports books leaving, it's probably the case. New, New Jersey is, is it's not that big of a state. Uh, it, it is kind of quickly becoming saturated. You have what now, 14, 15 I believe so. I think operators. 15, yeah. you, you technically could have over 30. Um, at a certain point, there's just not enough money and bets to go around to support the infrastructure for all of those. Um, but I, I think you see rather significant growth. Uh, it's not just the early sort of apprehension last year. I, I, my feeling, and I, I really base this on nothing other than conjecture, my feeling is that because gambling is, is just somewhat entrenched in the culture of the state of New Jersey, Atlantic City, the New York area, uh, I, I think there's probably a non-insignificant number of people in New Jersey, more so than perhaps some other states, who had a guy. Who were in, and now that people begin to see the advantages of live and legal and how you can, betting in real time and some of the, the technological advantages and convenience that it offers, I think you pick up some of those people. Young markets, though, you get early adopters, but it takes the general public, the casual better, the casual fan, more time. There's probably a lot of people last year who were still content playing daily fantasy or even just season-long fantasy football, and now they've seen a full year of their friends betting and commercials, and I, I think we're, we're far from a plateau, and we're still very much in a growth mode in New Jersey. The most interesting thing will be for me to see the score and Fox bet come into the market, and mm. if they can kind of join that upper echelon of DraftKings and FanDuel. The score is very bullish. We know this. We were at a uh, conference up at the Meadowlands. You know, their, their CEO or founder was there. They're very bullish on the opportunity. They're like the number five most downloaded sports app on iOS. Um, you know, just being there early when the, in the, the platform's existence being on that number of phones and to just be able to bolt a sports book onto those things is pretty significant. And, you know, you have BetStars is there now, but when that becomes FoxBet, we talked about all those branding opportunities. So I, I'm wondering if you have those two brands start to take up bigger portions of a, of a growing pie. Yeah, I'm with you. Like I said, I don't believe it plateaus. I just don't think the growth numbers are hockey stick worthy um, in terms of on a graph and in terms of that reference. Um, Hold on one second. Yeah. Hey, is everything okay? Can I call you back in two minutes? Okay, bye. You can call me three times in a row. All right, yeah. just pick up your thought. Uh, Sorry, I did. No she literally called me three times in a row. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, no, I'll let him pick it up. Picking up, picking up with hockey stick. Yeah. I don't think it's uh, uh, you know on a graph a hockey stick growth type of thing. But no, I'm with you. It'll be there. Um, I agree on all all the other points. There's just not enough bets to go around. It will be interesting to see, you know, listen, we're going to get into the sportsbook wars. That's what's going to happen here. Uh, very similar to DFS a few years back. Uh, you're going to have just major, major brands throwing millions upon millions of dollars 
around in ad campaigns. It's going to be interesting. And once again, the, this is, and I know it's it, it sounds bad for obviously people who, you know, who can't uh, handle gambling properly, but there's never been a better time to be a sports better uh, in the United States right now, especially New Jersey and Pennsylvania in terms of the bonuses, the offers, what's going to be there for you. Um, now will be the time if, if you are a responsible gambler to obviously get involved in, uh, in these opportunities. Yeah, and, and to that point, uh, you know, if you want to look for those opportunities, but also read you know, more about what we talked about, where to play, how to play, and, and some of our analysis, obviously you can go to crossingbroad.com, hit this sports betting link. We have everything you need to know, or you can go visit your site, PA Sportsbooks, or betnewjersey.com, find every bonus you, you need to know about.